A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, everybody. Chuck here. We're going back in time to March 22nd, 2012 on this Saturday Selects episode to tell you how to tip people. Oh, boy. If you don't know how to tip, then this episode will kind of explain that to you. It is from 2012, so I hope we did the right thing. I know we talked about tipping well, but uh, I am tipping even more these days, especially in our recent situation during the lockdown when so many people in the industries that rely on tips have not been able to work for tips and they have been hit hard. So I got to tell you, I'm throwing down as much money their way as I can afford, as should you. So do the right thing, everyone. Tip big if you can and listen to this episode on how tipping works. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. And uh, this is Stuff You Should Know, the podcast. You ever waited tables? I did, and I was awful. How long did you do it? I did it off and on for many years. Oh, you did? But man, I was bad. Yeah, I waited tables for many years as well in many, uh, several different states in different many different kinds of restaurants. So I have a pretty wide range of experience with being tipped. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Are you trying to hurry this along? Here's a tip from, for, from me to you. Steer clear <laughs> of that OJ guy, pal. OJ Simpson? Yeah, there's from a, a Dave Letterman top 10 from the 90s something about tipping and one of them was like here's a tip steer clear of that oj fella pal i'm glad we're staying relevant as always <laughs> uh, i'm not trying to move it along i just thought since you said you didn't have an intro i would document a little bit of my history as a waiter you did great man remember uh what's his name the guy from scrubs and garden state for some reason i always think he was perfect at being that waiter zach braff yeah for some reason it was just like whenever i think of waiters and then i think of la i think of that that, that scene, character. Yeah. The scene at the beginning and the end of it. I think that was really based on his experience as a waiter, if oh, I'm not sure. mistaken. Yeah. He of wore a lot of eyeliner in the early 2000s. Guy liner? Is that what that's called? You never heard that phrase? No. Guy liner? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, tipping, Josh. This was You've been pushing this one for a while, and it never got done for various reasons, and I'm glad we got around to it, because this will be one that people... It's ubiquitous, and we'll get tons and tons of email about this, I guarantee it. Yeah, and it's going to be helpful because in several points we tell you to go to TripAdvisor to look up tipping customs, so <laughs> yeah, that's helpful. Well, it's hard to cover 
tipping customs because they're different everywhere and for each job, and it gets so overwhelming. You just have to end up saying, hey, if you're going to this country, look it up. Or apparently you need to go through life like Jimmy Conway and Goodfellas and tip absolutely every single person you see. Yeah. Your mechanic? Did you see that? Did you know you're supposed to tip your mechanic 10 uh, to 20 bucks or more for jobs over $500? It's like, hey, thanks for overcharging me and exploiting my ignorance of my car and how it functions. Here's an extra 20 bucks. Yeah. Your mechanic? Yeah. Well, you know what? Since you brought that up, uh, there was a, I saw an ABC 2020 uh, questionnaire is tipping out of control. Oh, yeah. And 86% of people say it is. I disagree. You don't think it's out of control? After reading this, I was like, man, I'm way cheaper than I realized. Um, and this is just a, a question I thought was interesting. What services bother you the most that you were obliged to tip? Hmm. 30% of people said bathroom attendants. Oh, I don't tip them. That's at the top of my list. I don't want a bathroom attendant. Well, yeah. I can get my own towel. don't use their services. Well, it makes me want to not wash my hands. It makes me just want to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, take out food tipping, 29%. It irks people to pay for, like, when you get a takeout order. Like, when you go there and they just turn around and get your food and hand it to you in a bag? Yeah, like when you call it in. You don't tip them. I do. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, what else? Uh, salons. Oh, yeah. 21% of people don't like tipping the salon because well, women they, they say it's just endless because you got to tip your colorist and the people who wash your hair. Oh, and, I can see that. And then 20% uh, <laughs> the tip jars at coffee houses. I rarely patronize those as well. Coffee houses or tip jars? Tip jars. At coffee houses. At coffee houses. <laughs> okay. And the reason being is um, I, 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 I'm sure I, I will be taken to task for this. I don't think people in coffee houses are paid the tipped wage. They're not. So. <laughs> I looked it up. I might as well walk around with the tip jar and ask people to give me their change. I'll even wear a change belt. How about that? Just to make it easier on you. Well, Why would you even have a tip jar there if you're not getting paid the tipped wage? That brings up a big point because that is a big controversy. People at Starbucks start out at about eight fifty to 9 bucks an hour. What is that? That's minimum wage. That's above the minimum wage. Just. I think seven twenty-five is the minimum wage now. The tipped, the Fair Standards and Labor Act, the minimum federal hourly wage for tipped employees is two thirteen. Yes, Yes, those people Although usually get should more. be tipped. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, not necessarily. No, um, well, most states have their own, and it's more than 213. It's I didn't get that. Most like states do. I know the, the, the pinnacle is Colorado, and they have like a minimum tipped wage of 413 an hour, and that's what everybody's like, wow, Colorado's really killing it. Right. Um, I know well, here in Georgia, sure. it's, the, it's the federal minimum, and there's a group called fareats.org that's dedicated to... Um, shaming restaurants that that just adhere to that right. by celebrating restaurants that that pay their employees more than the minimum federal minimum tipped wage. Well, you're supposed to make up the difference as a restaurant from what employees claim to the IRS and their tipped money. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't equal minimum wage, then the restaurateur is supposed to make up that difference in wages. I would. I would wager that that does not happen. Well, I would wager that not many tipped employees are reporting all of their tips either. That's true, too. So it's kind of like you have to, you have to, uh, and then both just kind of storm away disgruntled. Right. But you don't tip a McDonald's 
No. You don't tip it. And for the same reason, I don't tip people at coffee houses Mm because it's the same thing. You are putting your my order in right Mm -hmm. into a cash register or a cash register computing machine, (laughs) Um, and you're turning around and grabbing my coffee or my my fries or whatever, right? And I'm not demeaning or diminishing that job whatsoever. Like I'm very happy that you're doing that because I really want that, and you're standing between me and the fries, right? So hand them over. I'll give you this money. But you make like a nine fifty an hour, maybe. You got health benefits. Yes, at Starbucks. Right. So, in my opinion, <laughs> we can either entirely do away with tipping by raising everybody to at least the the minimum wage, and while we're at it, let's also maybe double the minimum wage. Yeah. Because it's laughable still, right? Sure. Um, and just do away with tipping. Just go totally Japan, or yeah, or. We need to really make it clear who's depending on tips and who's not. Right. And these jokers at coffee houses need to get rid of the tip <laughs> jar, and they need to stop calling it karma, which I think we went over in the karma, like the karma jar, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of that's passive aggressive guilting. Yeah, you think? Yeah. All right. All so right, that so was our tipping. intro. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> tipping. So let's talk about where this often vilely exploited act came from, Chuck. Go ahead. Well... I feel like I was on a rant. I was, too. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's see. Tipping, they think, has its origins in uh, about the 16th century in uh, Europe, where if you went and visited a friend, a relative, a colleague, you went to their house, yeah. uh, you would often tip their servants, especially if you got really drunk and soiled yourself and they cleaned you up. <laughs> you might be like, here's a couple of pieces of gold. Let's just keep this between you and me, okay? Sure. And they would. And over time, it became much less of a, uh, a way to um, show your appreciation mm-hmm. as something that was expected and depended on, right? Yeah. Once you start kind of giving money in a, a customary manner, people start to include that in their yeah. budgets. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they think that that's possibly where the custom came from, right? Yeah, I don't even think this, this acronym thing is even valid at all. No, and it's not valid. There's a guy named Steve Dublonica who's written uh, books on tipping. Uh, he's got some pretty good research down. And You want to say the acronym? Uh, T-I-P to ensure with an I promptness. Right. But that's just, there's no way. No, because, number one, acronyms didn't really come into use until the 1920s. Yeah, they weren't using acronyms in the 16th century. And the, the word tip itself has been around for long before that. And, like you said, it, should be, it shouldn't be tip insure with an I. It should be ensure with an E. Yeah. So there's a lot wrong with that. What they think is that tipping um, originally came from the uh this kind of word among thieves which is how we use it today like you tip somebody off that it basically to give something right right and it was just basically common thieves slang um but then the act of tipping itself uh also came from either the servants from tipping servants or it also was uh it grew out of giving money to somebody who worked at the bar to buy their own drink as well. Get a drink for yourself on me. Yeah. And in fact, the word tip in Slavic languages translates roughly to drinking money. I like that one. The word for tip in French is pour bière, pour boire, mm-hmm. which means for drinking. Right. And 
Um, basically, everywhere else except in English, the word tip means drinking money. Right. So that's probably where tipping came from. I like that origin. Here, I'm having a good time. I had a few drinks. Go buy yourself one. Exactly. It's, it's just spreading the joy. Or I, I'm at my buddy's house and I've drank until I soiled myself. I don't know. Here's some that. money for cleaning me up last <laughs> night. I appreciate it. I don't know about the, the train spotting origin of tipping. <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, this is probably where tipping came from. And uh, a, a little more history, if you don't mind, Chuckers. Sure. Um, you can pretty much pinpoint how tipping became a custom in the United States because it was all a rage in Europe. It was not caught on here in the U.S., even though a lot of wealthy Americans were traveling to Europe and coming back and tipping. People were like, what are you doing? Like, sure, give me your money, but I'm not going to do the same thing. Right. Until the Pullman Company, the Pullman Rail Car Company, yeah. figured out that they could grossly underpay their porters by publicizing that they relied on tips to survive. And basically, the Pullman Company cut almost $3 million in the, in the like, late 19th century. That was a lot of money yeah. from their payroll by basically relying on their customers' good hearts to take care of their porters for them. It is, when you think about it in those terms, it is sort of a dirty business. It's like, hey, we don't want to pay our employees they're serving you, so you pay them. Right. But like you're the one reaping all the reward of the five dollar cup of coffee. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and a lot of a lot of restaurants or a lot of people in the hop, on the restaurant side of this debate say, well, if we start raising their wages to like the minimum wage or even like double the tip wage, yeah, um, we're going to go under. And apparently, some studies have found that that's actually not the case. That they can come out on top because sure. restaurant owners spend so much money on training through turnover right. because the wages are so low that people just hop from job to job wherever they can get the most tips. If you can offer a higher stable wage, you're going to have much less turnover and ultimately in the long run, you may come out on top as a restaurant owner. So interesting. Possibly. That's one sign. You know who pays? The customer. Yeah. Us. The middle you, class. You pay the five bucks for the cup of coffee, which the company gets. They don't have to pay. Well, they do pay their employees minimum wage, but that ain't much. Yeah. And then they get the little tip on top of that, and you end up paying six fifty for your cup of coffee. And you know what? Now that you're, you're bringing this up, Yumi and I were at Caribou, and um, they have – I love Caribou coffee, right? But they had this promo where it was like beans for the troops or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hey, go ahead and, uh, and buy this, this $15 pound of coffee, and we'll send them to the troops. And um, – we asked if they were selling them at a discount, like if the caribou was doing anything. They were like, no, it's a regular price. And we're like, so wait a minute. You're exploiting Americans' affinity and affection for the troops as a way to you know, beef up your, your unground bean sales. That was disgusting, if you ask me. It happens. That's gross. At that board meeting is the gross part where that's decided. Yeah. Hey, you know where we can really rack it. Right. All right. I knew this would be a lightning rod. <laughs> this is just us, man. Imagine know, man. the emails we're going to get. Oh, boy. Well, since you brought it up, it is a lightning rod, period. If you go on the internet and you start looking about tipping, you will find two camps, people that work for tips that are outraged that people don't want to tip mm -hmm. or they under tip, and then people that say it is out of control. Yeah. Every, you know, you go on a vacation, you stay in a hotel and eat at restaurants, you're Jimmy Conway. 
I, but again, like I, I was reading this. I'm like, oh man, do do other people tip all these people? Because I feel like a real jerk in some of these cases. I, I do, and I end up feeling like a sucker. And then you know what I thought? I was like, well, I never carry cash. It's all plastic. So surely plastic's leading to a decline in tipping. I yeah. did a search for that. No, no. Uh, all I could find was that most people carry plastic and a, a little bit of currency for tips. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I really have to get on the ball here. Just like the number of stars in the sky, there is so much stuff you should know. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was booted! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. 
It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. They've actually done a lot of studying about tips. Yeah, why do we do this? What's the psychology of tipping, as it were? Well, um, one is out out of guilt. Yeah. Wasn't that one of the reasons? Uh, well, yeah. Not Supposedly, if you think about tipping, the whole idea is that you're doing it out of gratitude. Like, you did a really good job, and I want to make sure that you have um, this extra little... Go buy yourself something nice on me. Or I want to ensure, because I come back to you, that I will get that same service when I come back. Right. So, really, it's um, what they're finding is that it's guilt and fear. Like, you know that people rely on these tips, and... Part of your role as customer in some circumstances is to pay these people their salary that they're depending on through tips, or you're afraid that they're going to pee in your soup. And you're basically saying, here's some money. Um, Please don't pee in my soup. And they say, all right, that's going to do it. Uh, that, that, That takes care of the no pee soup levy. Yeah, but the tip comes after the soup. Yeah, but you may be back there again. Okay. Right? Yes. Uh, The Center for Hospitality at Cornell University, uh, they've done some research there, and I thought this was fairly interesting. They found the U.S. leads the world in uh, being neurotic and being extroverted, and those are two traits that lead to big tips. Yep. Because you're you're neurotic, so you feel like, of course, I have to leave. You know, anyone who's ever seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm tip episode, that's like tipping neuroticism at its finest portrayed. You want to tip as much as your friend. You don't want to under tip. You want to tip just. You don't want to over tip. You want to tip just the right amount. I don't mind over tipping, especially when it's like it, it, really good service. Yeah, I like over-tip. I'm happy to over tip. Yeah, and I I prefer to err on the side of over tipping. Right, for sure. Uh, extroverts are outgoing, social folks, and they see it as an incentive to get a little extra attention, like make a big show about me. Right. Uh, Party of Benjamin, party of four. Benjamin Franklin, party of four. I've never heard that. Yeah, Yumi's got a story about this one dude. Wow. You want to tell it? Well, that was pretty much it. They were, oh, okay. she and her boyfriend at the time and his friend were at the this restaurant, and um, the guy actually said, uh, Franklin, party of four. <laughs> and she said, it worked. She couldn't believe it. She was like, I felt bad about the guy we were with, and the guy who took the money. But wow. you said it was good. good. Interesting. Good meal. I've never greased a palm for like a table. I haven't either. I bet uh, that's a good move though. I wish I'd like to do that. It is, but really it's kind of like, man, you, you give up a lot of any claim to the 99%, even if you don't make that much money if you're walking around doing stuff like that. You know? Speaking of, did you see the internet meme going around about the 99% tipper? Yes, which apparently is totally unfounded. 
No, I, don't, I think it's sort of unfounded. I thought he was a 1% tipper. He's a 1% tipper because he is part of the 1%. And from what I understood, the tip was real, but what he wrote on there was fabricated. Well, or that they didn't even know for sure he was a banker. Or... Then the whole thing is fabricated. Yeah. I did see that, though, by the way. I mean, this this is breaking news. This is like yesterday. <laughs> four, four weeks ago. So can we go back to some, some of the interesting studies about how you get good tips? This is Josh and Chuck's. If you're a waiter or a waitron, here are our tips for you to increase your tips and in this your is, restaurant. This isn't just us and our observations. No, no, this no. Is, again, Cornell's put a lot of thought and energy into it, I believe. Yeah, they did um, real research. There's been a lot of studies about how and why we tip. One of them is touching. Like we, if you are a server and you touch the your customer, you will increase your tip. On and the it's shoulder, not just said. lonely, horny men. Um, men and women of all ages um, will increase their tip with just a brief touch on the shoulder. Yeah, from 11.8% to 14.8%. I, however, do not like to be touched. I don't either. I'm glad you said that. I, I had don't a waiter like touch me the other day, strangers. and I was just like, eh. Like, what are you doing? It didn't freak me out. Like, it's not something no, I make but a big deal like, of. I don't know you. You don't know me. Yeah. Let's just keep our hands to ourselves, okay? Right. And then we'll see where your tip goes. Did his tip go down? No, of course not. Oh, I, you should have punished him severely. Oh, God, dude. You had that power in your hands. I have and so you much former waiter guilt. I tip 20% on bad service. As long, oh, I, I do. As long as you have the right attitude, that makes the biggest difference. If you're like, oh, yeah. Really sorry, and it was bad service, and you said, I'm sorry, guys. I'd, I'd, you know, I let you down the night. Unless you're being manipulative by doing that, and you really just couldn't have cared less you phoned it in and then you said oh really sorry I can can too yeah Yeah, intentions go a long way with me all right squatting and this was my big move when I was a waiter because you're a squatter at my at my at the nice restaurant I worked at it was my big move I would kneel down next to the table a lot of times you get that eye contact going on and your tips are going to go up from 14.9 percent to 17.5 okay I would also like to add a caveat to this, however. If you actually get into the booth or take a seat at the table, you've crossed the line. Well, I, I used to do that at Mexicali, though, but that was a college atmosphere, mm-hmm. and that that would be acceptable at certain times. Even in college at Mexicali? No, no, no. That, no, that no. was over the line. No, no, no. no. It, it was fun. Table I re- full of I girls drinking margaritas. Happening. I would sit down and flirt. And Would your tip go up? Yeah, and occasionally I would get a phone number out of it. And free margarita? That's the, well, I had I worked there. I got all the free margaritas I wanted. I didn't realize they gave free margaritas to employees at Mexicali. Well, they didn't officially. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and you weren't supposed to have them while you were working either. Those were the old days. Uh, giving candy to uh, to your customer will jump your tip up from 15.1 to 17.8. Giving two pieces of candy, <laughs> yeah. one initially and one spontaneously, like, here, have another. Uh, jumped it from 19% to 21.6%. Yeah. So long supposedly. as you didn't end it with chumps. No, I'm sorry. That jumped it to 23% when it was the spontaneous second right. piece. Right, Chumps. 23% by being like, oh, well, you know what? Here, take two. And we're talking like the Starlight Peppermints here, okay? These yeah. aren't like... Uh, Godiva chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for rescuing me because I almost said Snickers. <laughs> That'd be nice too. Uh, I had a, a waitress recently give Emily and I the pin that she uh, gave us to sign the bill with because 
I'm a big pen guy, so is Emily. And as far as having like the perfect <laughs> pen, and I signed the thing. It's like, oh my god, I feel this pen. And it was a combination of the pen on that that slimy paper that they give you, uh-huh. and it was amazing. And Emily said something, and she was like, "I agree. I keep them in my car. I love them so much. Go ahead and keep that one." And how much of a tip did you leave her? I left her my pen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, yeah, sure. I tipped her more. Fifty percent? No. Seventy. No, it's always like twenty, twenty-five. So you, the highest you go is twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, I, I go, I go twenty, and I round up no matter what. I noticed, especially before the, um, uh, well, no, I guess it would have been even after the uh, economic collapse, the global catastrophe that we're in the midst of still, mm-hmm. um, that it was moving very clearly toward 20% across the board. The sure. Fi- 20% was the new 15%. Right. And then the uh, economic meltdown happened, and all of a sudden now it's back to 15% and 20% if you're doing good. Oh, uh, really? It seems like. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I just fantasizing here? No, I think it used to be 10, then it was like 12, then 15, and then 20, and then, uh, yeah, you're right with the economic crisis. I did read articles that people said our tips are going down. But it's a collective movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be the nice guy and tip 20 all the time or whatever, Right. but you're also kind of pushing everybody else forward by doing that. Yeah. I also do the deal, too, where, you know, you go out with certain people and you, whoa, whoa, whoa! What does that mean? I've got like eight different. Horrible. I don't. Want, I don't want to call out any any person, or even. Oh, are you talking about a specific buddy of yours? No, not buddy. Just you know, could be family members, could be certain friends. It just you know, when someone picks up the tab, I always do the thing where I look to make sure that they were properly compensated. Then on the way in, it's like, oh, I got to use a bathroom. I'll go put more money in there. Oh, you're an underminer, huh? Yeah, because certain people. I, oh man, I wish I could say who. I had a friend whose father was an, a very rich dude, and he was a bad tipper, and it embarrassed the crud out of me when we would go to these nice places, and he would pick up the tab and leave like a eight to ten percent tip. And Jared, so I always knew to bring cash to leave in the thing. Jared Hess's dad? <laughs> no, no. Just like the number of stars in the sky, there is so much stuff you should know. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. It is a wise man who marries a wiser woman. 
But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come along with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind-the-scenes details and, of course, drama. I'll be joined by some very special guests that'll be helping me break it all down. From award season nightmares to fashion week insanity, you'll get the real stories behind some of the most iconic moments in the show. The Rachel Zoe Project definitely changed my life and career in so many ways. The show definitely captured some of the most amazing moments, but also some of the absolute worst. I made the show for all the fashion lovers out there, and I'm so happy that people still watch it and love it so much. So do not miss this special takeover on Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Cannot believe I just said that. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so that's it. How to increase your tips. Oh, tell them it's sunny outside. Yeah, the, the psychology of weather yeah. strikes again. Where The study was conducted where if um, a in a windowless room, right? Yeah. Uh, if the waiter described it as being rainy out, the tips were something like uh, 19%, which isn't too bad. Yeah. But if the waiter was like, oh, it's so sunny and beautiful out, then uh, tips averaged 24%. So squat at the table, uh-huh. touch them on the shoulder. Give them candy. Give them candy, and then all of a sudden, you've got two pieces of candy. And uh, give good service, and then tell them it's sunny outside, and you will be rolling in the dough. You'll make like a million dollars a table. Thank us later. And tip on the original amount, by the way. That's a waiter thing. It's a big one. If you've if you got coupons or you do the scout mob thing, be aware that you're, you should tip on the original amount. You, you kind of have to. It's not the waiter's fault you had a coupon. Yeah. I mean, that is really bad if you don't know that at this point. Especially with how ubiquitous those those deals are getting these days. Yeah, sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, Chuck, on the other hand, you can make a pretty strong argument that um, if you order a $100 bottle of wine, yeah. do you tip 20% on that? Yeah. If so, why? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> 
I like some nice wine, and that is a a bone of contention that I swallow, and I just still tip on the total amount. Do you? Okay. But yeah, you're right. If you let's say you just order a bottle of wine, like <clears throat> me and Emily, we're just going to go have a bottle of wine one night because we uh, ate dinner somewhere else, or maybe we go to have dessert somewhere. Okay, sure. And we get a nice bottle of port. Okay. And it's like eighty bucks. What, you guys drink a whole bottle of port at well, dessert? Well, no, of course not. Oh, okay. Let's say we're the group or whatever. We oh. drink a whole bottle of port. A group of what? Like twenty? <laughs> You're drinking a whole bottle. You drink of a, port? a glass of port, and there's like five yeah, glasses a glass in a of bottle. Port's like that small. No, it's like a regular wine glass. What? Do you drink brandy like that? No, because that's liquor. Port is wine. No, brandy's a type of wine. Okay. Anyway. You're like Homer Simpson when he was babysitting Mr. Burns' house, uh, when he like pours himself like a whole snifter of brandy and drinks the whole thing in one one gulp, and then just falls right over. My friend Timmy's wife one time asked for a bourbon on the rocks at her house, and she bought me like seven ounces of bourbon <laughs> on the rocks. And I was like, "What are you trying to do to me?" That's awesome. No, but port's not. You're not supposed to have the little. It's not like sambuca. I mean, port's like a regular glass of wine, right? <laughs> no. I'm mistaken then, because every place I go, they pour you a regular, regular glass. No, it's a little tiny, like it's like a cordial wine glass. No, 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 no. I promise. All right. Well, you're well, gonna be wrong in this. R- one. Regardless, you drink expensive wine, and how how much do you tip? Well, the twenty percent, but it does cross my mind. Like, oh man, I'm giving this guy like fourteen dollars for bringing me yeah, a bottle of wine. It's a good point, and I think even the average server would grudgingly agree. Okay, all right, maybe, maybe right. not. 15% on this one. But it's not just the waiter that you want to tip in the restaurant. Surprise, surprise. Depending on where you go, you need to be prepared to tip a lot of people. Yeah, the, the person who seats you maybe if it's at a really nice place. The maitre d'. If yeah. the maitre d' goes out of his way um, to get you a very nice table or you feel yeah. like he's he or she is doing something um, uh, very just kind of above and beyond, you might want to slip them 15 to 20 bucks. That's a lot. Also, if the sommelier comes over to your table and tells you a bit about the wines, especially if you solicited this advice. Yeah. In reading this article, I realized that I have stiffed at least one sommelier in my life. (laughs) And now I understand why he was looking at me weird when he finished. Yeah. Um, uh, You want to give them anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks, depending on how in-depth the recommendation is. And. Usually when you're talking tips, at least in this article that we're working from, from HowStuffWorks.com, um, there's a high and a low. Yeah. Right? And it's basically that the discrepancy is based on just how much effort this person's putting into it, how much enthusiasm. Sure. Um, but in just how much out of, their, out of the way of their normal duties are they going? See, here's my deal, dude. I don't want a big show. I want genuine good service and, and to be left alone. Because you you can the tip won't go down because I just have the guilt, but you can go down in my mind if you're just too like, just too much. Don't work too hard. Don't give me a big show. Apparently, they can do whatever they want to, <laughs> and they're still going to get the same amount of money. I'm you know what, Chuck? You know where you would do well then? Where buffets? At a buffet, you serve yourself, and you just leave your plate, and it mysteriously vanishes. Yeah, but that's a person behind the kidnapping of that plate. And you want to leave them about 10% as a recommendation. So you want to leave them 35 cents at your buffet. <laughs> I don't go to buffets, but yeah. You don't go to buffets? No. I don't understand the, the existence of cafeterias since there's buffets. It's the same exact thing, except buffets are all you can eat. Yeah. And cafeterias like, here's a little ramekin of the same thing you can have 10 helpings of if you want. 
yeah. for the same price. Well, you don't see a lot of cafeterias anymore. You do. You do? Yeah. There's at least as many cafeterias as there are buffets. Oh, no. Yeah. I think the Chinese food restaurants have made that a null and void comment. The Chinese food buffet? Okay, all right. So I, those they exist outside of this okay. realm. I'm talking more like country cooking buffets. Yeah, yeah. There's almost one for one. All right. Uh, and by the way, most most nicer restaurants pool their tips. Um, like in Mexicali, it was every man for himself. <laughs> you know, the busboy didn't get tips. Or actually, we kind of bust our own tables. Yeah. But uh, most restaurants will pool their tips, and the 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 uh, well, it's usually not a maitre d at that point. It's just the the host or hostess. Mm-hmm. They'll get a cut, and like bartender, the, the bartender and the busboy, they'll they'll get dishwasher, a cut. dishwasher. Yeah, they'll all get a cut. So yeah. just remember that. But some places it's every man for himself too. Uh, if speaking of bartenders, you are at a bar, mm-hmm. I usually tip a buck a drink for the first few drinks. That's what I do. Um, unless it's a very, if it's like a complex, complicated drink, yeah, uh, which I tend to prefer, sure, um, it will be like a percentage of the bill. If there's any muddling going on, yes. Once you start <laughs> muddling, I'm yeah. like, all right, here's some extra money. Yeah, I don't tip on the bill because I will usually <clears throat> just say, give us six PBRs for my friends and I, and yeah, I'll then tip a buck. A, even if the beer is a dollar, I'll give a dollar. That is very nice of you. You know, because it's like. What am I going to, like, fish around for 15 cents? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, we're rich. We're high rollers. <laughs> <laughs> You're tipping a buck a, a buck for, for a dollar beer, Chuck. That's, yeah. Wow. The podcasting business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cafes and coffee houses, I think we've kind of covered that. I um, think we did. I tend to tip out of guilt there, but I don't go to a lot of coffee shops because I don't drink a lot of coffee. Do you so really? See, I will look solved. those guys in the eyes while I'm not tipping them. Do you know what the worst is? Is when you're checking out the grocery store and they're like, would you like to give a dollar to the, you know, whatever foundation? That's 50-50 for me, depending on my mood. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I should do it every time, but, um, yeah. And that's sad that helping out kids with muscular dystrophy is equated to tipping. Well, it's not. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, holiday tipping, uh, which was a big part of that Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, ep- enthusiasm episode. Did, when, did you do this? When you were... Have money. I think it's generally for people that have a little more money. And they live in places where they know the service people helping yeah, them? Yeah, like the guy at the country club and the guy, you know, oh, yeah. this and that. But you can deliver your newspaper uh, or your garbage collector, your newspaper delivery person. Uh, you can tip your mailman. My brother used to, when he worked at uh, the movie theaters, would give every holidays, he would give out um, movie tickets. That he stole like, from work. Yeah, to like the mailman and to the garbage person and stuff That's like that. Nice. Um, 15 to 25 bucks, they say, for your garbage collector, your dog walker, your nanny, your cleaning service. They I don't say have any of those. one week's pay. I save a lot of money every year by not having those people, so I don't have to tip them. Uh, yeah. Manicurist, you have manicurists, you're supposed to tip them 10 to $50. I do. And you know the way around this? Go to different manicurists every time so that you're <laughs> not, you're, you're not a, <laughs> you're not a, a, a common enough customer that you feel like you need to tip them at, at the holidays. Hairdressers, uh, women, um, obviously are the ones who are probably spending the big bucks at the hairdresser. They say 25 to 100. And this is for the holidays, you understand. It's not each visit. This is, hey, it's Christmas. Uh, you also have to tip them each visit. I get a $14 haircut. I tip six bucks. What? Well, because what am I going to give them? What? $19? Wow. Or $2? Okay. That just seems really cheap to me to say, like, thanks for the great haircut that's going to last me three months. Here's 
eight quarters. (laughs) I tip my haircut lady all over the place. What do you tip her? I kisses and hugs and stuff like that. <laughs> you mean cut your hair? Yeah. Um, hotels, uh, you're, th- this is something that I have just recently learned. I didn't know you were supposed to, to tip the, the maid service. I, I knew that, but I thought that was something from maybe the 50s, and that's how I like um, comforted myself by not tipping the maids. But, yeah, apparently we're supposed to be doing that a lot. One to $10 per night, uh, depending on the mess you make. I am extremely clean, and I clean up before I leave the hotel. It, it depends on if they change you, if you soiled yourself the night before. Uh, Bell hops, a dollar per bag. If it's bulky and large or heavy and awkward, maybe a little bit more of that. Yeah. More than a buck. That one I totally get. Still don't do it because I frequently don't use <laughs> bell hops. I do it myself. But um, I hate that when they force you to like walk <clears throat> you into the room and show you around and stuff. I would much rather just carry my own bag. Mm-hmm. Just give me my key card. Mm-hmm. Again, with a big show. I don't want a big show. Right. Well, apparently, though, remember that one study found that bellhops who do make a big show of things uh, by showing people how to yeah. how to operate the thermostat and the TV and opening the drapes and offering to fill the ice bucket, they almost doubled their average tip. But yeah. I wonder if it was people who are like, here's some money, just please go away. <laughs> Which is one of the origins of tipping, too, remember? Yeah. Throwing money for, to right. ensure Get safe away. passage. Uh, concierge. Five to ten dollars, depending on how helpful. Remember when we were at the Pittsburgh Fairmont, and our buddy Chad gave the concierge like ten bucks for a wreck, and it turned out to be a bad recommendation. And he was all mad. And he wanted his money back. What was the uh, recommendation? I didn't go. It, I was eating Indian food by myself in my room the whole time. It was for a, a restaurant that was either closed or it was like, it was just a bad tip. Basically. Oh, really? And he was like, I Did want he get my his money back? back? No, of course not. I'll bet he did not stop complaining about it. (laughs) I'll bet he kept going and going. Uh, And I didn't know until recently you're supposed to tip the concierge. Yeah. I'm a dummy. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, they they help you out. And depending on how much help they are. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they, a concierge, and I've never had one do this for me. I've never really needed the services of concierge, but concierge can, like, really go to town on making your life easy. Oh, they can make your reservation. They can get you uh, tickets to a show. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All sorts of things. They can buy your kid a toy if you're staying at a nice enough place. Oh, and you're busy or whatever? Yeah. Shopping that kind of thing. Or at the very least, they can find your shopper. Uh, This is, you know what? In In the spirit of keeping the tradition of facts alive, I made that last part up, but it seems like a safe assumption. Buy a toy? Yeah. Oh, sure they would. Okay. Uh, doorman, tip your doorman if they if they hail a taxi, tip them a buck. A lot of them aren't allowed to accept tips, so don't be surprised if they hand it back. Really? Yep. All right. Deliveries. This is a big one for me. I get Chinese food delivery. It's about the only delivery I get. Oh yeah. Maybe the occasional pizza. Where do you order from? Uh, I order from uh, a place indicator, a Chinese food place. Is it good? Yeah, it's good, but they take forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, that'll cut down on a tip with me. Well, especially if I'm really hungry when I order. Yeah. We've learned to order before we're hungry from this place. That's smart. Like Tuesday? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they say to tip two to five bucks on your on your food delivery to your home, depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. The Makes amount sense. of danger, depending on the neighborhood you live in. Yeah. My neighborhood's dangerous. I was not talking about your neighborhood. Uh, it's really not that bad. Um, flower deliveries, uh, one to ten bucks, depending on the arrangement. I spent a little time as a flower delivery person, really? and I can tell you that most people don't tip their flower delivery guy, even though 
they're bringing this bit of sunshine into your life. Hmm. I assume that goes for fruit delivery, too, with those <laughs> silly uh, fruit displays. Unless, ironically, you're dressed like a piece of fruit while you're delivering it. Then the tips just start pouring out. Yeah. Furniture delivery, like large things. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I did that as well. Very large furniture among the heaviest armoires you can possibly conceive of or fabricate. And no one tipped you. If you delivered to the home of like uh, someone age 65 or older, there was about a 60% chance they were going to tip you. Anybody below that was like, hey, thanks, thanks for coming. Don't, don't wow. get hit by a car on your way out. See, my history with uh, tipping with the elderly is they don't tip as much. Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends. It depends on the industry you're in. Yeah, restaurant. Because tipping, I think, and it used to be a lot more ubiquitous than it is now, right? You think? So yeah. So like a furniture delivery. Like that's why the older generation, I, I would get a tip from them more frequently because th- there was a time when you tipped everybody like that. Oh, okay. Our generation wasn't raised like that. Right. I mean, do you tip the furniture delivery guy? I pick up my own furniture, buddy. Okay. But you probably wouldn't tip but the like furniture But like the mover, guy. let's say, like the people who help mm-hmm. you move. Yeah. I think it's expected. You pay the big, huge moving costs. Exactly. And you tip the guys on top of that. Oh. <laughs> Man, I've got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of self-reflection. Uh, Skycap? I tip five bucks a bag for Skycap. I must be a sucker because it says in here $2 a bag. Very good. What's next? Um, shuttle drivers at the airport? I didn't know you were supposed to tip them. You're not. This is all made up. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, you, cabbie in New York, they make it very easy on you now. Oh, yeah. You just put in the percentage you want in the little computer, and it'll add it to your to your credit card, which is great. Yeah. Uh, valet, if I like you, which is frequent, you get two bucks. If I don't like you, you can get as little as zero dollars. I try to give two. Um, I feel bad, though, when I don't have it, and I'm just like, oh, man. And I, sometimes I'll say, can I go get my own car, dude? I don't have any cash. Yeah, I'll say that, too. And they say, no, we'll go get it. There was, And, um, I'll, and I'll fart in it. <laughs> you? No, they will. Oh, they will, yeah. Yeah. I'll soil myself in your car. <laughs> uh, mechanic. I, I had no idea. That's This is why it's made up. You don't tip your mechanic. Who... What are they talking about? I had no idea. I think this is from like the Gentleman's Guide to Life, the 1942 edition. Tip your mechanic ten to twenty dollars for any job over five hundred. I had no idea. Uh, Gas station attendants, (laughs) like they exist anymore. Yeah, well, New Jersey or Oregon or wherever. If you uh, if if they voluntarily check your fluids, meaning the ones in your car, uh, you should tip them (laughs) one to two dollars. Is it Oregon? Do you have to get your gas pump there? I think there too? it is. I remember in New Jersey, I think I've even told you this, my girlfriend had never pumped her gas. She was like 33. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that, yeah. We're, our friend Van Nostrand, he lives in Washington, which is nearby Oregon, so he probably knows about that. <laughs> we should ask him. Yeah. Um, so international tipping, it's way, way too much to go over, and we hate to cop out, but you really do need to go online because there's tons of information when you go to visit a country, it's all different. <clears throat> look it up before you go so you don't look like a schmuck. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of rules of thumb. You should, like you said, familiarize yourself. You no, Not knowing the value of the currency is not an excuse. Right. Um, and um, don't use U.S. currency. Yeah, that's a – here's a couple of American dollars for you, right. Mr. Costa Rican. <laughs> don't disrupt your GDP. Yeah, that's, that's – uh, cop out that's bs well convert it and give them their currency yeah because they have to go to an exchange place and you know 
not everybody has a cameo in their in their neighborhood. Right. Or in, you know, I guess some countries, I think like like Puerto Rico and stuff, like they can use American dollars. Like some That's places because it's an American territory. Well, no, and I think even like Jamaica and a lot of these places uh, close to the U.S. in the Caribbean. Gotcha. I think will uh, they can use American dollars as well, so it's not so obnoxious. Can we go over some people who you don't have to tip? Which I was very relieved to hear some of these. Are, are there is there anyone that you don't have to tip yes. besides fast food? Restaurant owners, <laughs> you're not supposed to tip. Salon owners. Basically, any owner of an establishment, you don't tip unless they're the ones providing the service to you. Um, food delivery is under thirty bucks. I don't know what that is. That doesn't make any sense to me. Here's my favorite. I was so glad to know that I don't. I can go ahead and stop tipping flight attendants. You don't have to tip flight attendants. Did you know that? I I did not know anyone would do that. Uh, bus drivers, theater ushers. You have to tip shuttle drivers, but you're not supposed to tip bus drivers. Yeah. This place is crazy. That's what I'm saying. The rules are so, like, you, you don't tip McDonald's, but you do tip the coffee person, even though you can get a coffee at McDonald's. Salespeople? You don't tip them. And employees at fast food restaurants. Air, airline flight attendants. I can't believe someone actually wrote down that you don't have to tip them. <laughs> so, um, there's a lot of federal stuff going on right now, my friend. Oh, yeah? Uh, there's something up. So the the um, federal tipped minimum wage has been the same since 1991. Two thirteen. It's at two thirteen an hour mm-hmm. because of inflation. That whole concept was created in 1966. Because of inflation, it's never been less valuable than it is right now <laughs> relative to the cost of living. I believe it. Yeah. So it's a big deal for people who make their living. Yeah. You know, in service industries. Um, before Congress, right now, there's uh, HR 31. The Working for Adequate Gains for Employment and Services, or the Wages Act. Congress is so clever. Um, But basically, it would tie the federal tip minimum wage to 60% of the federal minimum wage. So every time there's a hike, there would also be a hike in the federal tip minimum wage. And that act would raise it right now to $4.35 an hour, which is, you know, double what they're making, but still way below, just over half of, you know, the federal minimum wage. And... If you want to go join a group that lobbies on behalf of people who should make a decent wage in the service industry, you can check out fareats.org, F-A-I-R-E-A-T-S.org. And that, buddy, is a local group. Oh, really? They're Atlanta-based. A lot of restaurants here. There are. I have a list, Josh, of uh, best and worst celebrity tippers. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is very TMZ, although it wasn't from TMZ. And... I hesitate to even read these because take it with a grain of salt. A lot of these stories I don't know if are true, and I'm not going to get into the stories. But you'll be pleased to know that our Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, are uh, legendary good tippers. Awesome. You would think. Drew Barrymore, great tipper. I could see that. Russell Crowe kind of surprised me. Apparently, good tipper? Apparently he's a really good tipper. I would not have guessed that. And the whole th- smashing your face with a phone incident <laughs> was out of character for him. Wait, I thought he like got in fights all the time. I don't know. Huh. Uh, Drew Carey, good tipper. Hulk Hogan. Charlie Sheen. I'll bet Charlie Sheen leaves more than just money as tips. Yeah. Uh, David Beckham, Johnny Depp, apparently really, really good tipper. That's awesome. And then I cross-referenced the list of worst tippers on because there's all sorts of sites where people, where you can go as a waitron uh-huh. and say, so-and-so came in my restaurant last night and they did X, Y, and Z. Right. So I did cross-reference some of these. Mick Jagger, The Rock, 
Bill Cosby is was on every list. I'm sad to say. I am not the least bit surprised. Kirsten Dunst. Weird. Madonna. Huh. Tiger Woods was on every list. Uh, Usher. Britney Spears. And Jeremy Piven was on every list. Sean Penn. Really? Yeah. David Byrne. Dude, this is so disappointing. If it's true, David Byrne of the Talking Heads is considered one of the worst tippers ever because apparently he does not tip. Period. He's like uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. I don't tip. That is two episodes in a row that featured Reservoir Dogs. Michael Moore, supposedly. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. If this is true, Michael Moore, and you are a friend of Michael Moore's who listens to stuff you should know, please play this for him. You should be ashamed of yourself, sir. Ashamed. It said once less left than le- left less than $20 on a $450 bill. And Ooh. see, all these, though, I say take with a grain of salt, though, because... Sure. You because it could just be the once. It could and be the once. And he just not had any money. Maybe the, maybe the server was a big Republican jerk that he didn't like, because it is Michael Moore. Yeah, remember that part? Did you see Capitalism, A Love Story? Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for some, uh, some advice. And one of the traders was like, stop making movies. Oh, really? It was awesome. <laughs> All right. So I'm not going to embarrass any more of these people like Molly Ringwald and Ricky Lake or yeah. Toby Maguire. I could see Ricky sand. Lake being really worried about like um, her her finances. And Rachel Ray, she was on a bunch of the sites too. They said she's cheap. I could see her being cheap too. You know what? I'm not surprised by all of them. Don't be cheap people. I mean, you make tons of money. Spread it around. And I'm no socialist, but come on. Just bring a little joy into someone's life like You're- Bill Murray does. Yeah, but not Bill Cosby. Be more like Bill Murray, not like Bill Cosby, okay? (laughs) Yes. All right. That's our big takeaway. That's it for our list of most hated celebrities. If you want to learn more about that, you can type tipping into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, right? That's right. That's T-I-P-P-I-N-G, which is what? That's like a palindrome or something almost, isn't it? Close. Uh, Let's see. I said search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, which means it's time for listener mail. Josh, I'm going to call this one uh, Dueling Vikings. Call it that, then. From a dude from Vikingland, he says. Okay. Uh, hi, guys. I just finished listening to the Dueling podcast. I thought I'd share a bit on how they were handled in Nordic countries back when they were pillaging the rest of Europe and berserking at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the outward appearance of being crazy axe-wielding pirates, the Vikings preferred to keep things civil on the home front. Thus, the concept of home gang was created. A home is a small island, and gang means to go. So when two parties were at odds uh, over an insult, a woman, or property, they would go to a tiny island or the tip of a peninsula or some similar isolated area to duke it out Viking style. Uh, They would take a three-by-three-meter square of oxhide, spread it on the ground, and stake each corner uh, and rope between them, much like a modern boxing ring. Uh, Each home gunger... (laughs) typically wielded an axe or a heavy sword and had with him three wooden shields. The challenging party, I'm sorry, the challenged party would have first strike and they would then proceed taking turns to hammer away at each other's shield, broken shields being replaced with the two spares along the way. And the first man struck bodily would typically be considered the loser. Huh. Uh, Thanks for the hundreds of hours of entertaining knowledge and keep being the awesome dude you are. Your friend in biking land, uh, Yannick, Janik, with a K. Is that Minnesota? J A N N I K? No, I don't think it's from Minnesota. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
Uh, Yannick, I think it is. J-A-N-N-I-K, Yannick. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, Thanks a lot, Yannick, from Minnesota. Um, (laughs) And uh, if you want to know about Vikings and you haven't heard it already, go listen to our How Vikings Work podcast. Oh, that was a good one. Very neat. Yeah. Talk about berserkers. Um, Let's see. uh, Oh, if you have a good tipping story, we want to hear it. Um, You can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stuff you should know. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. In Puerto Rico, there's adventure around every corner and natural treasures waiting to be explored, like El Yunque, the only tropical rainforest in the U.S. Get swept away by natural beauty and come away with unique stories that could only be experienced in Puerto Rico and that remind you why you travel in the first place. Visits end, but stories last forever. You don't become a part of the island, it becomes a part of you. No passports required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, everybody. I want to talk to you for a second here about Canva, specifically Canva presentations that are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation. So start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Just go to Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.